0: As the buckets are going by, how many enjoyed your impromptu two days off? I'm going to tell you why it happened. Last week I got up, and my wife said, my car is dirty. So I washed her car by hand. We still do those things. And I know once I wash my car, two thing, one thing is going to happen. It's going to get wet outside. It's going to rain. But I did remember praying for snow, and everyone laughed at me. So ice came. God always exceeds our prayers, Ephesians 3.20. And the, ice, and the ice looked like snow. How many agree? And it hit early Wednesday morning. But I want you to know there were some men up here early Wednesday morning. We were praying, and then we all drove home because we saw it coming. And we saw everyone try to drive out, and then we saw the co- When the colleges closed, we knew we were in trouble because colleges never close. And then we saw everyone, all the parents was upset with AISD because the buses already taken off and all the stuff that happened. And then we had two days off. And really, it was three of us. We lived out where I live at, and the sun didn't come out, S-U-N. We had three days off. So I, just thank me because you had some time off. Thank you. Right. So if you want, how many want some more days off? Okay. Next Tuesday, I'll wash my vehicle. You don't want more days off? Don't y'all want to scream out ASD? <laughs> you know, like, really? 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 Okay. Anyway. Anyway, but uh, well, uh, I'll wash my car next. I'll wash Don, Miss Donna's car next week. So, but anyway, we're going to finish our, our series today called, this one we're going to change up a little bit. We're going to call Healthy Family. Healthy Family. Uh, We're going to go to Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 13. This is week four of We Are Family. We changed up a few things. What's called called healthy family? We're going to talk about a word that's been misused and probably misunderstood the last, I think, 10 to 15 to 20 years. It's called love. Talking about the word love, the power of love, practicality, the force of love, the action of love. And then we'll talk about basically the character of love. And how that relates to family, spiritual family, and also our biological families, and how that is so integrated in who we are as a people. If you start, if you have your Bibles, uh, Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 13, then we're gonna unpack this. It says this let love be genuine, uphold what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer, contribute to the needs of the saints, and seek to show hospitality. See, about seven, seven things here, commands that Paul is speaking to the church. The first part of this chapter, he talks about the gifts. Each one received, we all received gifts in the grace, but he talked about what's supposed to gifts is this word love. And what I want when I was going through this, talking about healthy family, I always have this question. I have guys, when we're doing discipleship, guys ask me, Pastor Rich, how do I become the guy that is so on fire for God on Sunday and do all these things on Sunday? How do I maintain that Monday through Saturday? It seems like I'm a different guy on Sunday I am Monday through Saturday. Like this is there's a thing called sacred, and there's a thing called secular. And there's a spiritual, and there's I'm a secular. I'm like, there's no difference. Because you are a man of God. You are born again. That's who you are. And some of us might feel that way. Who we are and who we're trying to become. It might be a big gap. And I sat with me in meetings with men, young men and women and marriages, and when a man gets caught cheating, dead to right. I mean, you don't get any worse on a cell phone with pictures that shouldn't be there. And the wife is ready to forgive him. And he decides to lie. And I know he's lying because I'm older than he is. <laughs> and I'm not stupid. And he had the out, he could have took it out right then. He had the out. And he decides, well, you know, this is my, I'm holding these for my friend. I want to take him outside. Time out, time out, time out. But you had an out. She was going to forgive you in that moment. On Sunday, look perfect. You ever know a thing called a perfect family? Look perfect. And you struggle on how to be a man of God. How many struggle to be a great student? Want to be a fantastic student? How many want to be a great, great father? A great husband? A great wife? Great, 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 great. How many believe this? Instead of focusing on that so many things, how about if I'm a great Christian, I'll be a great husband, I'll be a great wife, I'll be a great student, I'll be a great employee. Well, it's all wrapped up in this word called love that we're trying to relegate and kick to the side. that Christ exhibit for the church to be the most powerful thing on the planet. But it's trying to be erased because we're trying to put other things in between it. And we misdiagnose, we're trying to, we're trying, we have redefined what love is. When you look at this, when you look at the very beginning of it, we try to redefine it. First he said this, let love be genuine. He's talking about that word love cross over to be agape it means. Biblical love is, it's not an emotion. It's an attitude or a mindset. I mean, we got to be thankful that Jesus didn't go by emotion because get on a cross. Get spit on. Get beaten. Does that feel good? Did that feel good? Did you feel like it? When he was in the garden prior to, Lord, if this is your will, but nevertheless, let that will be done. That was a my body, I'm, I'm fully man, but I'm fully God. And then when he's on the cross, he said, Lord, forgive him. Why would God have to ask, for for ask them to forgive him? Because at that time, he was his man hanging on the cross. He took all the sins of man on the cross. He had the power to forgive him. But he had to ask the Father to forgive him because he, all the power was gone. He was man on the cross. And yet the man had to suffer on the cross. It didn't feel good. And we hear love today. Well, you know, I love them, but I'm not in love with them. You ever hear that? Only on TV, right? I love them, but I'm not in love with them. All oh, my heart has left them. Now, where'd your heart go? Did it fall? Did it run out of your body? Where'd it go? You needed to catch it on Third Street. Now, that's your emotions. What's your great? A lot of times they lead you in some good things, but they're not permanent. They'll get you in trouble. He says, "There, let it be genuine." Let it be, what it means, genuine, let it be without hypocrisy, like play acting. Now, have you ever heard ever hear about husband and wife when it's in the newspaper? Like, wife runs over husband. You ever see that? A few years ago, the dentists, the two dentists, they were perfect. They ran over each other. And you know, you ever hear the, when they have the witnesses and they, they, uh, they, uh, they, uh, they interview witnesses? They were, it couldn't happen. They lived in a nice, nice house. In Florida, matter of fact, I don't know. I'm not. We're not going back to Florida, honey. Anyway, all these places, and they said they were the perfect family. Perfect. It couldn't have happened to them. They were so perfect. Now she had a lot, and we go back behind it. Had a lot of face jobs and perfect. She ran over him. She didn't just go forward. She went backwards, and then she went forward. And then she went backwards, and then she went forward, and then she went backwards. I guess she was like, oh, my gosh, every surgery she had, she took it out on them. Perfect family. The word hypocrisy there in the Greek means play acting. You ever been to a play acting church? Praise the Lord. the Lord. Aren't you, don't we like those churches? I come to the perfect church. Then you meet me. You're like, oh, geez, this is not, you look better on, on, on uh, Facebook. Yeah, I know. Perfect doesn't exist. We expect everyone to be perfect. How about this week when they had the trouble on Wednesday. How many perfect parents was on there? How many buses does it take to get all these kids home? Perfect. I wouldn't want to be the bus driver. He probably didn't come back. He's like, nah, I ain't going to get no kids. (laughs) In fact, I don't want to go see a mama right now. No one knew it was going to hit like that. We didn't. We left home and said, oh, my gosh. Right? Perfect. So when you look at it, you have many facets of what we call sincere love. When we break this out, let's take some moments to break this out, the sincere love. The first one, if you take a note, when you said, let it be uh, genuine, and it goes into uh, abhor evil, which is hate evil, and then so says hold fast to what is good. That means, you know, love is discerning. Love is actually discerning. It's not like you hear love is some blind sentiment. It's actually discerning. It can t- has the capability; it has the ability to hate something and devote to something else. When you talk about hate evil, it means to be uh, away from evil. It says, like in First Thessalonians five twenty-two, abstain from every form of evil, violent evil. Stay away from it. But also that word says to come and hold fast to what's good. cling to what's good. Claim to what's good. So love is very discerning. Jesus was very discerning about what was evil and what was good. Make sense? Not some blind sentiment. I don't know. You do know. You do know. You know what's good and what's bad. It's fine. It's discerning. Love is not some blind, like you reading in a book. You got to find love. The right proper definition of love is in the book. So it's the very, if you look at it, it's very discerning. When you look at the Bible, what true love is, what genuine love looks like. And when you're talking about healthy household, it has to be very discerning. When I'm talking about marriage, or talking about walking together. You got to know what's going to hurt your spouse. You got to know what's going to hurt your children. And love will, tell you, will do that. You gotta know what's good to bring into your household. See, Adam missed it when he, had, when he entertained the serpent. He should have known, no, you don't, you're not messing with my wife. She wasn't there for the instruction, I was. Get out of here. See, he's able to, he should be able to discern, but his emotions of power and pride got blinded him to what was real. Is that making sense? So when you love, true love actually protects. I'm getting ahead of myself. So we look at this it, as a discernment. Second thing is, when you look at verse 10, it's, it's affectionate. It says um, brotherly love. Love each other with brotherly love means filios. It's like when you're in Philadelphia. Um, devoted to one another as a family, a spiritual family. Intimate, tender. You know, you go beyond the far, um, the false The false, how do you call it? False relationships, I call it. The uh, guys, it takes guys for a while, it takes guys a while to go beyond just talking about football. Because we get excited about football. It takes a month, for a men's ministry to get started, it takes us seven years to really get deep with one another. It does, it's weird. Then we start talking. If we go too fast into something, everyone takes off. It takes a while to really get, to know each other. And it takes time to really build those, really, um, those relationships so we really know each other. So you can look across the room and see, Rich says he's okay, but he's not. I can tell by looking in his eyes that he's not okay. Or if you're married, you can look across and see. Guys have this, this thing. I always tell the guys, I want to know how your family is. i just look at your wife. You can tell me anything you want to. I can look directly in her eyes and see if she's okay. But you look surprised. That's the trick, yeah. But that's what you do, because we're that close as guys. But affection is, and that's hard to build. No one builds like that. We kind of rebuild as Bill Hybels will say. We build, um, as, as far as uh, relationships, we build as far as, as long as we have something in common, that's as far as a relationship goes. When we're not in common anymore, the relationship ends. So if I have a change of jobs or a change of venues, uh, our relationship stops. And that's when you find out what type of relationships when that happens. Versus they go on beyond that. When you have something golden, when you, I don't care what job you have, I don't care where you are, we're, we're still close. When you pick up the phone, it's like we never missed it. When you have a relationship like that, even you haven't seen each other in four three or four years, you have you really have, because you knit it like a David and you did like a David and Jonathan. How are we tracking? Those are relationships that now you don't get that on Facebook. It's a face to face thing. And you know when someone's not right, that's when you still take walks and talk. Y'all looking at me like, you're crazy. No, we still do that things. (laughs) Let's take a walk. Okay. Let's talk. Okay. We still do those things. So it's affectionate. Inside the church and outside the church. Now, the third one is honoring. Verse 10. Oh, my gosh. Honoring. I love that. When he says, honor, show, what do you do? you actually outdo one another showing honor. Be eager to value value and promote the reputation of others ahead of yourself. Now, I'm I'm a certain age. When someone older than me, even now, walks into a room, I stand up. And they still ma'am and sir. You just do it. Now, honor is given. Respect is what? So if they're honored, I honor even when they're wrong. They can be wrong as day, but then you honor them, right? Isn't that a virtue that's kind of missing today? Honor. And all the grandmothers say, yeah, huh? You give them a seat. You give them the seat. Now, when it comes to honoring someone else, you give them the seat. You go. Toward the back. You prefer them over yourself. If you want to be, write this down, if you want to be successful, help others be successful. That's not just kingdom stuff. That is. That, in fact, now the, the, the workplace is getting a revelation of, oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Uh huh. Now the Air Force, you know the, the core values? Integrity. Service of yourself. Excellence in all we do. Oh, you read the Bible. <laughs> the Marines, simplified. Oh, always faithful. You read the Bible. I can't tell you I read the Bible. I just changed the words. Same principle. But you honor one another. You don't despise one another. You honor one another. And guess what? When you're older, you teach your young children how to honor one another. Come on, somebody. If you dishonor somebody, they're going to dishonor you when they get older. Then you'll drag them to church. I can't stand when they got that attitude. Because you're dishonest. You just told me to give them permission to do that. I walk, I'm amazed at all stores. stories. Now, mom, shut up. <laughs> Isn't they funny? Isn't <laughs> that funny? Well, that teacher don't know what you're talking about. Really? Holiday? And they see you. Now you can you can correct an authority figure away from them but not in front of them. Because you're just telling them, the greatest thing, compliment we get when we go off to schools, when we used to go off to school, and I know it was a, they didn't understand it, they would say, man, we, you know, we're surprised. This is, this, is a, this is weird. We're surprised. You know, you're really surprised that Sterling has two parents that care about him. Think about that. Think about that. And then one teacher put us on the spot. You can come up here all weekend and sit with them, see what happens. Okay. Ms. Donna Brown took her work and sat in that class. That teacher was like, ooh. <laughs> they were surprised. And we sat there for him and for her to make sure he was acting, up, acting right and she was acting right. But he would never know known how we felt about that teacher. We just said, you honor that teacher. And then we really found the real reason. Y'all, and I told, we told the principal, y'all need to put gym class back in. You feed them and you take them to the next class, is typing? Not gonna work. Not gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> but we made him honor her. And they keep jobs. Okay, next one, because this one, that one went, everyone went down. Yeah. We don't like to honor anybody. We like to chew them out. Enthusiastic is the next one. Enthusiastic, he says, you know, don't be slothful. Really, don't be lazy, okay? Give a half hearted effort. Be on fire for the Lord. I love uh, Romans 12 11, the revised version says, never flag in zeal, be, be aglow with the Spirit. Serve the Lord. Be a glow with the Spirit. Is the, is the Spirit always glowing? You can tell when no one hasn't been in their Bible for a while. They come to church like this. Right? Right? Oh, I haven't seen Jesus in a while. I know. I can tell. I can tell. Right? Because you cannot read your Bible and not be excited. Right? It's not fake. It's like, man, this is crazy. Right? Start reading about David killing Goliath. Wow. You got to read really like a comic book. Y'all like, what was that? Wasn't that movie that's out? This thing, what's it called? Everyone's excited about Black Panther. He ain't that bad. <laughs> he ain't. Think about it. Jonathan had, a, Jonathan had a, I'm off, I'm way off script now. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan had this, he had, he had a uh, armor bearer. Jonathan, all the whole army. Jonathan got him said, if the Lord is with us, let's go get him. And now I'm the armor bearer. Jonathan, it's just me and you. And I'm the, I'm the armor bearer. I'm not even qualified to fight. He says, hey, if it's up with your brother, if it's up with you, I'm going with you. They destroy everybody. That's a bad brother. He's the armor bearer. He don't have any. He don't have none of that him. He don't fly in the air. His name ain't Marvel. That brother is bad. Now, when you read that, I would, been, I would have been like, Jonathan, you're on your own. I don't care about the book. <laughs> that, is, gets me, that gets me excited. Amen. He made the book. You don't have, he don't have a name. <laughs> now, they won't make a movie about that. They'll give him some type of spear that had to fly. You know, really. I'm off script. Let me get back. I mean, really. That's what makes it. That's what makes the Spirit of God, like, if that guy was not afraid of that giant, of that amount of men, why am I scared? Why am I scared to ask for something greater from God? Whew. And that exposes my fear. And I'm like, what am I afraid of? Which takes me to, makes me, when I'm enthusiastic, my, last, my second thing is, I'm, I'm rejoicing. Why? Number 12, it says, you rejoice. How can I rejoice in the middle of um, having patience? Endurance on my tribulation. I'm rejoicing because of hope. And what hope is called is confident expectation. I'm confident of Jesus Christ's return. Stick with me now. Confident expectation is hope. Now, how many have read the book of Revelation? How many have read the end of it? Who wins? So if I know the fight is fixed, can I celebrate? Can I rejoice? Regardless of what's happening here, don't I win? So if I'm winning and I know God's getting me ready for something great because impatience brings endurance, and I certainly need endurance, the older I get, my body leaves a lot of endurance because I can feel it. And I know that, then I know my prayers are being answered. So I can rejoice on my confident expectation that Jesus is coming back, We already win, so the work we have here is great. So I can rejoice. I'm enthusiastic. I can rejoice. And I want to serve the Lord, not just halfway, all the way. Make sense? Now, other one is called generous. Verse 13, devote ourselves to share with others in need. Isn't it amazing to share our lives, whoever needs anything in the body, to share our lives with other people? whatever they need physically, spiritually, or whatever they need. Isn't that great to share? it. The last one I like, which I'm waiting on to get to, be hospitable. Hospitable. Now that word, when it says, it says this, It says to show hospitality, it means this, to pursue, practice. It means to inquire, look carefully, search out for strangers. I love what in Hebrews 13, 2 says, Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some entertain angels unaware. Now, the greatest thing about that is, growing up, me and Ms. Don can share, growing up, everybody came to our house. Everybody came didn't matter who you were. They all came to the house. Everyone came, you know, they, the parents didn't want you to go out, so they had everyone come in. So if you came to my house, and here's one issue, you had one thing you had to do at my house. If you came to my house, and my dad was going to make burgers. Now, if you come there, and he, you slice the burger in half, he have a burger, he'll tell you, don't come back. Because you're a young man, you eat half a burger. Don't be acting shiny. Get out of here. That's my dad acted. You had to eat. If I made this food, you need to eat it. Okay, that's what you did. Now the other thing you couldn't do, like I don't, I don't want to do that to you. Look now if you came in my house with a hat on, my dad would do this, and then say, "Mr. Yule, what's the problem?" He said, I, "I don't know. I'm trying to make sure is it raining in here? Because if it's raining here," Take my I take your hat off. You ain't outside. Ooh. Yeah. All right. So we took the hat off. But everyone came to our house. Because that's what they want. We didn't even know them. You move to the neighborhood, come over to the house. Barbecue. Hot dogs, hamburgers, and then we had the old, remember the old, I bring it back, old with uh rotisserie chicken. Used to plug it in and go, Remember? No, some of y'all don't understand what I'm talking about y'all go to Walmart, go to Walmart y'all still see it burning back there that's what we used to do for real, we didn't have to buy it anyway, we did it so everyone came there, hospitality strangers we were, we were known for that we were marked for that in Christianity the church should be marked for that should be known for that In leadership, it should be known for that and marked for that. To share with people you don't even know. Because someone shared the gospel with you who didn't even know you. That's what's so cool about it. The reason why I love this this series, because love is the most powerful thing on the planet. And we've been shoving it away trying to add all these additives that don't work. And I'm scared for the younger folks because they, they, they're going to look at this thing. Well, maybe that will work. It won't work. Only love will work. Go put up 1 Corinthians for me, brother, if you can. Ma'am, I'm sorry. Not brother, I'm sorry. Look at this. I just gave you the action, love in action in, First Romans, in Romans 12. Here is the nature and the character of love. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. It does not what? Yes. Others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. Here's a good one. It keeps no record of wrongs. <laughs> in fact, rip up your list. Okay. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in truth. It always protects... It always trusts. It always hopes. It always perseveres. The reason why I want to go on because love has been shoved out the door as that's not a good solution to what's happening today. I love the word protects. I said I was reading this week, all the things that's gone. Someone taught me a long time ago, Risk, keep up on your current events. It'll help you in your preaching, and I'm reading about. Oh, let's give the teachers AR-15s. Okay, so the student got AR-15, the teacher got AR-15s. Now, unless you're military trained, you're gonna miss a lot of people. Y'all gonna miss each other, right? I may agree. I don't want y'all having AR-15s either. Now, I'll teach you how to shoot it. Now, and it sounds great and that's going to protect people. But that wasn't Jesus' intent. Now, when I grew up, the greatest weapon we had growing up, the greatest weapon that my teacher had, one of the greatest weapons, better than a 45, better than an AR-15, better than a 16, better than anything you can imagine, was called a parent, was called a phone number. When she said, I'm gonna call your parents, I'm like, oh no, hey, call the cops. Do not call the parent. Hey, no, wait a minute, I will stay after school. Don't call her. No, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. I'm gonna call, I got the phone. Oh no, I was, I, hey, don't tell them anything. Because they were called to protect. And I'm telling you what, I had a lot of protection. Man, this protection? That's protection. What were they doing? They were loving me. It wasn't child abuse, it was love. And guess what? I didn't end up in jail. It was love. Why? Love protects. Love never fails. Laws will fail. Conversations that don't mean will fail. Jesus, I just gave what I gave you was this. The very action of love in the very first part of the message, the very character of love. See, you don't have to vote for that. If Christ is in you, All those characteristics are in Christ. If Christ is in your house, he's in the houses. If Christ is in your house, he's in your house. If you have Christ in your house, he's in your house. He's in the house here, and he's in your house there. There's no such thing as secular and sacred. Every decision we make is a spiritual decision. Come on. When we try to make, a secular, make it secular, we get confusing. Is it confusing to you? It's confusing to me. There's lives at stake who are not even here yet. And God, Jesus, God left us an example. His name is Jesus. Love is the most powerful thing on the planet. Left it for us, and we said, "I've never seen that played out." Well, you gotta forget. It's a guy named Martin Luther King. He played it out. We kind of we kind of skipped some things. Everyone's jumped to the demonstration. It wasn't about the demonstration. It was about other things before the demonstration. But the demonstration was this: if you cannot take a beating, don't get in line. Don't get in line. Because it's not about the beating. It's not about that. It's about nonviolence. It's about love. Because love is the only thing that can take an enemy and make him a friend. See about, he said, I've refused to give up on love. Wow. I've refused to give up on it. Now, we had a war in Vietnam in those days. We got a war on our streets. I've right refused to give up war on the family. Little Johnny was seven, came 17, came 19, and walked around. They didn't catch him at seven. Do you get what I'm saying? Family didn't catch him. Where does it start? The family. Like I got to tell you, young people, you have someone you, you're with or you see, you're, you're dating. They don't know how to honor their parents. They're not going to honor you. If you're getting married again, they don't honor their parents. They're not going to honor you. They're not going to do any of those things. If they can't show the action of love in the Bible, they're not going to have action. In they're not going to know how to love you. It has to start back to where God has original intent, which is trying to be pushed out. That shouldn't be pushed out. Love is the only way. Biblical love, biblical trust, biblical protection. Biblical. the lines have been drawn. It's no more gray area. It's no really there's no more arguments. That's what I talk about. A biblical loving families result in biblical healthy families. I'm not talking about the size of our families. I'm talking about the health of our families. Health begins health. Sickness begins sickness. Biblical loving families produce biblical healthy families, which will produce biblically healthy cities. Which turns into nations, which turns into the world. But it's gonna take us as adults, singles, divorced, divorced again, those us looking at this Bible and saying, Yeah, that's it. That's it. I can't I can't compromise, I can't waver anymore. It has to go it might sound weird. And I don't care but that's all I got left that's all there is is this and you're saying pastor Richard you're getting stringent and more stringent and more stringent but I'm here to tell you right now there's no other answer I'm so getting so I'm like there's nothing else left. We can come up with all the philosophy we want, but it doesn't it doesn't match up with the Bible it is done there is. Phew. You can be smart, but you're not, you're not, you don't have wisdom. Amen. Only wisdom comes from the Lord. I met a lot of intelligent, dumb people. Come on. Ask his name. Read up on Dr. Spock, how smart he was. He lost all his kids. Let's all stand. I got one minute to close. I got it. Let's pray. Father, I thank you this moment. Heavenly Father, I thank you this moment. I ask, God, you just bring us back, Father. Back to where it counts. Back to where it started. The gospel of Jesus Christ. Recenter our lives, God, where we got off-centered, God. We don't criticize what's around us. We see what's missing apart from you, God. Help us, Lord. Every decision we make is a spiritual decision. And what this world needs is love, not laws, Fates, God. Love is the most powerful thing on the planet because God is love. And Father, since you are our Father, let us replicate what you are, who you are, who you say you are, in our families, on our campus, and our workplace. Let it be a conscious choice in all that we do and all we say. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap.